It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for being with us all week long. One of the craziest weeks I ever experienced because it was so unexpected uh, as our political movement moves on. And now we try to get another speaker uh, with us in studio are two people who don't really get along. And that's why I think this is a bad idea. Uh, Tommy Laren and Jimmy Fallon are in studio together. But there's a seat. Be- if you're yeah. watching on Fox yeah. Nation, uh-huh. there's a yeah. seat between yeah. you. For the Fox Nation viewers, so they know, this isn't like COVID's not coming back. Right. This, this is, is yeah. genuine Tension. disdain. Yes. Disdain. Okay, I offered to phone in. So why I even have to be here <laughs> yes. with this monster? I know. Right. Tommy Laren, Tommy, do you want to answer him? Well, I called him out because he repeats his outfits. In what way? Which I don't. What do you mean? Well, I saw him in that outfit last night at Hannity, <laughs> right. so no. he didn't even change for you, Brian. I am wearing my jacket. I'm not wearing the same boots. I'm, wearing, I'm just wearing my jacket. I walked in. She's like, who's the homeless guy with one outfit? Well, Tommy Laren, get her out of here. It does show her friendship that she feels comfortable enough to say that because if you weren't friendly, yeah, she yeah. wouldn't do it. Right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So this is looking out for him. Right. Like, this is locker room talk. Yeah, there was a time when she wouldn't have called me a homeless dirtbag. <laughs> <It's nice to laughs> Those are the good old days. I just don't want the hallways to be talking about Jimmy's outfit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so I remember uh, you came up to me, uh, Jimmy, six months ago, and you uh-huh. said, "You just wait. Um, there's going to be a budget impasse, and Ken McCarthy's going to lose his job in a dramatic vote." And all except for the, like, you got the hour wrong. Yeah, yeah. I got so off by the, they call me Jim Stradamus. <laughs> no Stradamus of right. politics. So in your thoughts about this, what has happened since the vote that went down, the wow. chaos? We have no House of Representatives <laughs> right now. I'm, I'm more concerned that Biden, when he heard we lost the House Speaker, was like, what am I going to play my music on? Right. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, I, listen, it should be on Bravo. You like Bravo. Should, should we Bravo. not put the House of Representatives on Bravo? It's a real Housewife show now. The real House Representatives. The real House Representatives. Representatives of these, a good show. Yes, it's a food fight. Tommy, your thought about this, where we were and where we're at. Well, I don't think it looks good to the average American, right? So it's not that I'm a McCarthy apologist. It's just we can't govern our own party. How do we convince independents that we can govern the country? And shouldn't we be laser focused on all the problems that we have and how to fix them? I just don't think it looks good to the average American, but I do love a congressman, Jim Jordan. I wanted him from the start, so I'm happy that he threw his name out there. That's my pick. If we got to go through this, let's at least end up with Jim Jordan. That I would give you, because this is the thing really quick. You're right that the party looks bad, but if they do a great job with the majority between now and Election Day, no one's going to circle back to this week and be like, oh, screw them. That's the one thing they have going for them. I don't like what Gates did. I don't like the threshold. But at the same time, they are pulling at 19% approval rating in Congress, so it's not like he broke up the Beatles, okay? He broke up Chumbawamba, okay? <laughs> Late-stage Chumbawamba. I, again, I don't like it, but I, you see what I'm saying, Bri? They, have, they still have an opportunity. They have, they have some ramp. Put it this way. It's like the Yankees playing the Mets, mm-hmm. and when the Mets go take the field, the Yankees just fight in the dugout. <laughs> oh, that's true. Sit, and you just sit there and go, what is going on here? I don't like the Yankees either, but yeah. what? can I just see a game? Can we <laughs> yeah. go out and legislate and do the old-fashioned debate? Did you like the way I did the baseball thing? I did, and yeah. I'm happy to hear that you like the Mets then, I'm guessing. Yeah. If you don't like the Yankees, you got to like the Mets, so I, I'll take it. Believe it or not, Tommy, I'm not a hater. But I grew up a Mets fan in an old Yankee environment. Mm-hmm. And because and then I became a personal mission when they went bad for 
12 years. And then 86 happens. 80, actually, yeah. 84 happens. They start to play better. 85, they almost do it. Yeah. 86, they do it. And I go, let's dig in for 10 years of fun and success. <laughs> no, the yes. Mets, Nothing happened. The, the, the Mets now. And they found cocaine. Yeah, I was going, oh, in 80, you went to a Mets game in 86. The third baseline was missing. You're like, come on, <laughs> Strawberry. That was for the field. Right. Or it could have been good. Let's yeah, not jump to conclusions. <laughs> uh, here, I, I, got, I got a story for you that you're not paying enough attention to. So Brian Fitzpatrick, who's a sensible, moderate uh, Republican, former FBI, guy in Pennsylvania came on and said, listen, we were working on something behind the scenes with the Problem Solvers Caucus, aptly named, that was going to save or delay this whole vote. Mm-hmm. Here's what he told me uh, was taking place and see if it makes sense in 24 seconds. I'm not sure it will. 18. We said to our colleagues, can you vote present on the motion to table? Not even to table it, not even to not vacate, but just to vote present on the, on the motion to table. That's all we were asking for was some time, Brian. And that's why there are so many Republicans in our group that are very, very upset and add me to that list. So we're going to get together next week. Uh, this is a member-driven group, and we're going to decide as a group, as a family, to figure out how to proceed. Okay. So what he went on to say is keep the chairman Republican, mm-hmm. ranking member Democrat, will equal the seats in the Rules Committee. In order to say, if you would just give us 48 hours yeah. to suppress this insurrection, mm-hmm. they're problem solvers. They're supposed to be solving a problem. Yeah. God armor wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And Hakeem basically said, let him rot in hell. Wow. So yeah. I don't know if that would have helped because McCarthy had nothing to do with this, Tommy. I'm going to get your take in particular. Your thoughts, if this was done and they gave up some of the Rules Committee, which decided what people vote on, mm-hmm. the Rules Committee is yeah. much more powerful than it sounds. Yeah. Your thoughts, if this was ended up saving McCarthy? Well, I don't think there was anything there's I don't think there's anything that would have saved McCarthy because you've had Matt Gates in the corner from the get go ready to do something. I think Matt Gates knew he was going to do this. He needed a moment. He promised a moment and he's just been waiting for the right time to get his moment. So I really don't think it matters. I think at one time or another, Matt Gates was going to clamp down and it was just a matter of time. When are the camera lights shining the brightest? He found his moment. He took it. You're feeling on him? So I like some of his policies, most of his policies. Uh, personally, though, I think he'd rather be an influencer than a leader, and that bothers me. I think he likes attention, and if you like attention and you get stuff done, that's great. But as Jimmy mentioned, when you have Congress that's a very slim majority and you're playing games like this for attention, it rubs me the wrong way. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with everything she said on a substantive level. Like, but when it comes to Gates, I just feel like like people would like him more if just his hair was a little bigger. You know right, what I mean? we, and his head. Yeah, you get the pompadour up, put a little more eyeliner on. I think people would be more committed. It's not, you know, Gates is a clown, and he, to her point, he wants to be an influencer. This is where McCarthy deserves criticism. This is where he deserves credit. Okay, I think he was insane to take the speakership based on that one-vote threshold. I think you need to get yeah. that off the table to move forward. But where he deserves credit is he could have saved his speakership by making a deal with the Democrats. He could have sold out and given them something to get a few present votes or to get a little bit of support and preserve his speakership, but he didn't want to sell out. So to his credit, I give McCarthy, you know, he deserves credit for that. Here's Gottheimer responding to Brian Fitzpatrick on another channel. That is totally, uh, I think, not, not a fair picture at all what happened. One, as I just said, we tried to figure out a way forward where we can encourage more bipartisanship on the floor, allow more of Democratic priorities to get to the floor. And, and of course, I think we would have um, uh, found a way forward with, with the Speaker. He wasn't interested in that, so it's very hard to, to do that in, under those circumstances. And again, that was his decision. But secondly, you know this, Joe, because you were there. 
Picking the speaker is a family decision based in the respective caucuses. In this case, of course, the Republicans are in the majority. That's their family dinner. I'm not invited to that. They make their decision. So, number one, McCarthy wasn't even part of it. Yeah. So he's wrong on that. He's, he's either speaking on it, uh, mm-hmm. dishonestly yep. or he's delusional, drunk. I don't know. But they might uh, dissolve the, the uh, Problem Solvers Caucus. Bottom line is, listen to it also he projected. Cut 19. Well, I met with Jim last night. I will say, uh, Brian, I get along with literally all my colleagues. Um, there's no hard feelings, even though uh, in, with, amongst any of us, even though a lot of us have very different views. I met with, uh, with Jim yesterday. Uh, we've always had a solid relationship. He's a, he's a friend. Uh, Going to be talking to, uh, to Leader Scalise today. Uh, and Kevin Hearn is thinking about throwing his hat in the ring. We, what we do, Brian, is we meet with these uh, members uh, uh, as groups. So the, the okay. Main Street Republican Main Street group, the Tuesday group, Problem Solvers, we're going to do forums and allow them to present. And our members have questions, right. namely the, the motion to vacate, vacate Brian. We want to make sure that that is fixed because we cannot perpetuate this problem that we saw last week. You went on to say that he does not think it's going to go smooth. He's going to be multiple votes. And know what he said? What? Don't be surprised McCarthy comes back. Whoa. Wow. That would be a twist. Whoa. I mean, I like Jim Jordan. I think he's got the votes there. But here's what bothers me. I talked to Jimmy about this last night when I was just brushing past him, trying to avoid him. It was, it was um, we Similar about, jacket. Yes, because he was wearing the same jacket. I wasn't sure it was clean. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, did you like how I did that yes. there? I'm worried for Jim Jordan because I like Jim Jordan. And I talked to Jimmy about this last night. When's the last time that a Republican speaker was popular amongst his fellow Republicans? Never. It worries me because Actually, I think Jenny he's Hester's. got a, a, yeah. a big, big future in this party. I would like to see him at some point run for president, do something big. I don't want this to soil him. And that's just my own selfish worry and concern. I just I think they hate anybody in that spot. Anybody in that spot is just a rhino. Like you walk in, you're a rhino. Well, listen. The, the fact that Trump endorsed him, okay, will give him some weight. In but Trump situation. also liked McCarthy because McCarthy said nice things about Trump him. Trump also likes liked anyone Trump for speaker 48 hours yes, ago. Okay, true. Trump has technically endorsed three people in this race, himself, McCarthy, and Jordan. Okay, but if he commits to Jordan, whoever goes in there, okay, it is so incumbent that they have the capacity to whip the votes the way Pelosi did. Because at the end of the day, McCarthy's out because Pelosi could send a text message from California telling everybody to vote in lockstep to get rid of him. Okay, that's a hold she has over the party. You need somebody in that position that has that kind of heat. So the one thing Jordan has going for him, he's a very effective prosecutor, and I hope that'll help him whip up the votes. So Jimmy Fay is here to, of course, appear with Tommy and also to emphasize to everyone that he's going to go through with it. And what I'm talking about is Jimmy Fay's Fox Nation special is oh, at the Paramount yes. on October 13th. Next Friday. Yeah, so next Friday you're going to be on stage. And everyone is welcome except Tommy Laren. Yes. Right. Everyone else. Because of the rivalry. Tommy, I'm sorry it's mm-hmm. sold out. No, but there are a few, <laughs> a few seats left. Uh, it's the Paramount next Friday night, 7 o'clock show. You know it's I'm going. Be, you better be there. Right. Okay, it's the right thing to do. A lot of your colleagues are going. Like when I saw who RSVP'd, yes, I was like, I got to get my life together. Really? You know, who's, just, go, like, who's going? Uh, oh, you want me to name? I don't know if I should name names. I don't, I don't want to put them in a bad spot. I'll tell you off well, the save air. Save it for your show? What'd you say? Save it for your show? Well, I mean, no, I don't think any of them are admitting publicly that they're going. And it could have been their assistance to just check the box. No, no, it's, it's them, but they, you know, they're telling people publicly, they're like, no, I'm not going to Jimmy Fallon show. I'm going to Epstein Island. I'm on. Uh, no, they don't right. want to admit they're <laughs> hanging out with me. They're like, I'm visiting R. Kelly in jail. Jimmy right. Fallon, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, so listen, when we come back, Jimmy will apologize to everybody he just thought would ultimately go to Epstein Island. And then <laughs> I didn't get name back. Names. But you, you, listen, we all know who's going. Hannity will be there. 
Uh, Tom, are you going to stick around too? Yeah, but not for Jimmy Fallon's special. Right. Just yeah, for this. Like, nobody will go. By the way, Tommy's wearing a different outfit, unlike Jimmy. Thank you, Tommy, yes. for changing. Now, if only she had a different attitude. Oh, that's too bad. Back in a moment. Educating. Entertaining. Enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Roe. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. He said it was worth between 300 and 700 million dollars. They were saying that it's worth 18 million. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they don't even try to pretend. Yeah. Like why, if, why does no one the trust guy, the mainstream? If the guy says his album's worth a billion dollars, right? Yeah. And then you come along and say, no, 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 it's worth like 800 million. Forbes says it's worth as much as 700 million. We're, we'll call it 700 million. Now you got a reasonable argument. Yeah. But if you say 18 million, like you gotta know, that's like a palace. The place is a palace. It's 20 acres. Get the f- out of here. This is crazy. You can't do that. That's like too obvious that you're just, you don't give a f- about the truth. And that is so true. And that's what this case has brought. We thought Alvin Bragg just showed everyone the idiocy of going after Trump at this level. But this is so much worse, this civil trial, when they're going after his wealth. And it's a real threat, a legitimately threat. You could tell by the tension and stress he has. And the passion he has when he leaves the courtroom, by the way, brilliant that he showed up. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lair and Jimmy Fallon are here. Uh, they're here because they want to meet me in person. And they're <laughs> also here to make sure that uh, we know that there are just a few tickets left for Jimmy's special on Fox Nation at Paramount. It's coming up October 13th, Friday night. Friday night, next Friday night, 7 o'clock show. You can get tickets. You can hang out with the Fox mm-hmm. family. you got to behave, though. Okay, it's not SeaWorld. If you sit in the front, you can't touch the animals. Okay, don't get handsy with me. People like to get handsy. There's a lot of chubby chasers out there, Kilmeade. Do you know? <laughs> they see have, me. Have I ever touched you? Not you. I'm not worried about you. Oh, I was okay. talking about the audience. you're looking at me then. Why Dude, you're fine. I'm not letting you anywhere near so that stage. look the general direction. Dude, your seat is in the kitchen. Oh, that hurts I, I, my I'm feelings. Kidding. I love yeah. you. You've done so much to promote this. I'll be right. big. Uh, so, Tommy, I, think, I actually think that's what's going to be my A block on Saturday Night Show at 9, One Nation is going to be something's going on here where every time they go after him, he's getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, Brian Kemp says, I'd vote for him if he gets the nomination. Didn't think that was happening. Number two, the Club for Growth says, st- we're stop with the anti-Trump ads at $6 million. And when people saw him in that courtroom, I've been watching other channels. Nobody's celebrating this. They know it is. this is a bridge too far. The way this is stacked against mm-hmm. him is so amazingly tilted that even his enemies are saying this is not making me comfortable. We read that a column in the Washington Post with Ruth Ruth Marcus. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with that or no? I agree, but I also think this has been part of the strategy with all of the indictments and all of the issues that Trump has had in the last year and a half. The raid kicked it off, and then actually the impeachments kicked it off, and then the raid, and then the indictment, one, two, three, four, and now this and that. So I think this has been the strategy of the left. They want to run against Trump, Still? so they want to bolster Trump, but now they're like, okay, maybe we are going a little bit too far. But either way, they kind of win, though, because even if they make him – you know, get some people behind him. Those people that hate Trump are still not going to vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. 
But the people that are on the fence about Trump DeSantis will probably go for Trump because they feel like they're being threatened. So it's strategically very smart on the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think they o- I think they overestimated their yeah. intellect. Yes. And their strategy. I don't know how you feel. Yeah. They, they don't realize, you know, that this is really not a referendum on Trump. It's a referendum on the justice system. People don't believe in the legitimacy of the justice system, which is sad. OK, but that's why indictments aren't stopping him. There was a time in our youth where if a politician got indicted for anything, he resigned that night and that was the end of it. But now these indictments don't mean anything because the Justice Department doesn't mean anything under Merrick Garland. Um, But it's so absurd. Okay, the clip you played when we bumped back, that was Rogan talking about how they're trying to devalue, you know, Mar-a-Lago to make their case about him overinflating his assets. Okay, you know what the house down the block sold for fifty three million dollars. Mar-a-Lago is three times the size. It can't be worth 18 million. I mean, just think for the classified documents in the bathroom alone, you got to be able to get another 30 million for that. So right now, the they've never people who do the Gallup poll have never seen anything like it Mm -hmm. on inflation in the economy, on immigration. Republicans are preferred 25, 30 and 25 percent. And they say that normally this according to this. uh, I was listening to uh, Morning Joe looking at a clip this morning. The Marquette poll has him winning 51, 48. It's Mm -hmm. pretty significant. Mm -hmm. Trump head to head with Biden. They say normally Democrats would be very upset by this in a panic mode, but they said they believe that the the hatred towards Trump will balance it out. Mm-hmm. Is that that is what you feel? That is what I feel, and I also feel that they have a little bit of comfort and serenity because I still don't think Biden is going to be their nominee. So I don't think that they care. I've maintained this since January. I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. How we get there, I'm not entirely sure how you work out the Kamala part of that, but I think that they're not worried because they know that Joe Biden right now is a placeholder, and they know that right now he's failing, so Trump looks like he's doing better, but then they put a Gavin Newsom in there, and it changes everything. That's why they're not panicking, in my opinion. That's so interesting yep. because I just think they, they have total faith in that Trump can't win. Yep. And I think Trump is gaining popularity. And the other selling, selling point is every one of President Biden's policies are blowing up in his face. Yeah, everything. You know, but you can't underestimate Biden because he's telling everybody he knows he's going to beat Richard Nixon. Right. Okay. <laughs> he's going to take him at that debate, take him out to the woodshed. What a mess. She's right, right though. Newsom's running. Yeah. And he's just trying to look like the accidental nominee. You don't think he do you think there's a primary? No, I no. think Newsom ultimately wants to run, but he's graciously endorsing Biden. So it looks like he's reluctantly running when Biden finally gets off the ticket. I don't I think mean, it's a primary he, challenge. Yeah, No, not at all. Mm-mm. But he's so committed to not running. He's debating Ron DeSantis on Hannity at yeah. the end of November. Which he's so committed. Sense. He's so committed to not running. You can go to Gavin dot com and make a donation just to find out how hard he's not running without Trump. Who's your pick in the Republican side? Ron DeSantis. I'd, I'd say DeSantis or Haley, just because I'd want to see it blow up in the Democrats' face if the first female president is Republican. It would be hilarious. So I mean, and you're also thinking about jokes. Yeah, I'm thinking All right, jokes. Uh, Tommy, we're going to watch you on Outkick every time you're on. Uh, and also, Jimmy, go check out a show at the Paramount Friday night. Boom. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.